0: Welcome to Todd Talks where I help you design your best life. Not the life I design for you, but the life that you desire. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking with an expert at mind control. Okay, not really mind control, but Anne hints is an expert at changing the world from the inside out. And Her story is pretty amazing. So that's why I invited her on this show, because she learned how to literally, using her mind, move the bones in her body. And so I'm looking forward to to this. So we're going to talk about releasing tension, healing from the inside out, and how you can apply this in your life to improve your life to become, to develop the life that you want to have. So Anne, thank you for coming on the show. And if you can give a little introduction, I, I, I know I'm, sometimes I stumble over what I'm trying to say and that's okay. Cause this is a, a, you know, organic as we go, no holds barred. You get what you get. We are who we are. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Todd. It's great to be here. And one of the things that I've learned along this journey is each step of the way, it's been about total acceptance of whatever it is that we're feeling or experiencing. So that goes along with what just happened. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I live in California. I was born in England. I'm a wife, a mother. I happen to have written a book, um, and the book is about my story. And so I'm sharing my story now because these abilities that I developed, I've not heard anyone else talk about them. I didn't know that they were even possible. So I want to share that with others so that they can do this too if they want to.
0: Exciting. I grew up in in Southern California, and I was just in the UK. So good connection here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. So really, how did how did it start? Where where did you come up with this ability? I know you um, you had some initial things in your life that that were going on that started you on this journey.
1: I did. I had quite a bit of trauma in childhood. I was actually born with my right foot up against my right shin. So my first six weeks of life, I had physical therapy. And then I was handed over for adoption into a family that had just suffered a trauma because they had my brother, a boy that they had adopted as a child, and who was now two. And then they adopted another little girl and they had her for six months. But then the birth mother changed her mind and took her back again. So I was the replacement into the family for that girl. And so obviously they wouldn't have connected straight away because they would have been (laughs) concerned that my birth mother would also change her mind but she right. didn't yeah so we started we actually lived in different places around the world so we went to Barbados first then to Sierra Leone in West Africa and when we were there we had a house fire and I was the one who saw the flames come in through the through the um, wall actually and alerted the family so that was a, a pretty good size trauma and then oh, wow. then we moved to Hong Kong and when we were in Hong Kong I was sent to a boarding school in England which is halfway across the world and I was sent to my brother's boarding school, so it was a boys' boarding school, and I was the first girl the girl boarder at the boys' boarding
0: school. Oh, I'm sure that went over <laughs> like a... Uh...
1: Yeah, it was not good. I was teased <laughs> mercilessly for two years, so that was really not good. And then um, I moved to a girls' boarding school, and during my, that was during my teenage years, both parents became alcoholics. Now my dad already had anger issues so I was very used to walking on eggshells around him Um, but things got worse and worse during my teenage years and when I was 19 I woke up one morning and found my mother dead on the bathroom floor. So she had had cancer so a tumor in her throat had burst overnight and I found her in the bathroom that next morning. So that was another big trauma but I just carried on with life you know. I didn't know what else to do. We get programmed in childhood and we just do what we're used to. So I just carried on and I didn't realize that I was holding all the burden of all of these things inside of me until I was in my late thirties, like so much later. And what happened was I was in kind of a business altercation with a couple of other mothers They were very self-confident, self-assured women, authority-type figures to me. And I was this really fearful mother on the inside. And they told me I'd done something wrong. And my mind just spun out of control. It just went over and over everything that had happened. For about three days, I could hardly sleep. And that's when I realized, maybe there's something I need to look at because I don't think this is normal. I don't think other people (laughs) would react this intensely to something like that and I realized at that point well, it was a little bit loud, like how I would react when my dad told me I'd done something wrong and I didn't think I had so that was the little opening to realize oh something from my childhood is still affecting me
0: oh yeah I mean we all have we all have something not maybe not to that extent that it would crack the standard British stoicism but uh, wow
1: yeah so I didn't even know what to do at that point so I just continued but in that time frame I actually went to a doctor's appointment I have no idea why I went there but it was nothing to do with emotions or anything like that although he happened to be a holistic physician and he recognized that I was more stressed than I should be so he asked me on a scale scale of 0 to 10 how stressed I was and I said it was an 8 out of 10 and then he asked me why And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it's finding my mother in the bathroom, which is now like 20 years earlier, because the tears were still just under the surface. So he happened to know this technique. It's called emotional freedom technique, also called EFT or called tapping, because we're actually tapping on certain places on our body as we're talking through something. So he tapped with me about my mother's death for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from that appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind without the tears there anymore. And that was the first time I realized that we actually hold the emotions and the memories physically in our body and that we can let them go. I had no idea that that was possible.
0: Wow. Now, how does tapping work?
1: So, what we're, it's really a little bit like acupressure, right? And it, it does look a little odd, right? <laughs> which is why perhaps some people don't use it. I don't know. But what we're actually doing is using the words to bring the memory or the emotion back into our body. And then we're tapping on specific points on our body. To, and what that does is it releases the energy that's stuck in the nervous system around that thought or that memory. And so you just tap around these points over and over again while you're thinking this thing through and it, it releases the emotional charge from it. So I didn't necessarily believe it from that one experience. I actually went home that day and I learned how to do it. I learned everything I could about it online because it was given away for free by Gary Craig, who developed it quite a few years ago now. Okay. And I wanted to actually try it out because you know I was a software engineer. I, I like to know things work. I like some logic involved and so I actually had a 17 year old cat at home at the time and we'd just been told that he needed to have a daily saline shot like an injection and I was the one who had to do that so the first time I gave him a shot my hand was shaking so much I was so afraid of giving him this shot so I thought okay let's try this out so I tapped I tapped about my hand shaking I tapped about my fear of hurting him. And I tapped about all the memories I had had about all the injections because I had had many because we lived around the world. And the next day when I gave him that shot, the needle just slid right in. All that fear that I had experienced the day before had just gone. And that's when I realized two things. I realized EFT is deceptively powerful. It doesn't look like it's doing a lot, but it really is. And I realized that freedom is on the other side of those emotions. And that's where I wanted to be. Right. So having that one experience of a simple thing, right, that didn't have a lot of charged emotion around it, that was a really good way to start out, to actually believe that the technique's really working and that I could I could work with it.
0: I absolutely believe that freedom is on the other side of those fearful emotions. Um it's something that I I've been teaching about for the last week actually is how to overcome fear and how you get freedom on the other side of fear because you're no longer dealing with that dealing with those issues. So this is a unique way to to get to the other side of those emotions especially long standing ones that you may not even realize are causing you issues.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Along my, my journey, I have realized more and more how much we store inside of ourselves that we are not aware of. So with something like EFT, we're, we're using the part that we are aware of to access the part that we are not. So like for my mother's death, right, I I knew what happened. I knew some steps that happened, some things that happened that morning. So I could tap even if I didn't know how I felt about them. I could still tap about what happened. I could use those words like I woke up that morning and it was really quiet and she normally had the radio on. Right? So so I have those words of that the story that I can tap on. And as I let go of that surface level, then the emotions will start becoming available to me. It's like, oh, there's some fear in that, right? I would I would probably have felt a little afraid because something was different. So it's accessing the subconscious mind. It's actually opening up the subconscious mind.
0: That's cool. And I love the, the subconscious. Well, we'll delve more into that opening the subconscious here in a second. I just for those of you that are listening on the podcast and not watching the, the YouTube video version of this, um, as she has been talking, she's tapping the back of her head, her forehead, her chin, under her nose, under her arm, just tapping different locations. And it's very interesting to watch. And the fact that I've heard of tapping before, I've never really seen it practiced, but the fact that you're able to tap while thinking and talking about these motions allows you to trigger your subconscious to open up. How how have you learned that it works what is the the mechanism that that causes it to work
1: well in the moment of doing the tapping your body actually provides feedback so that's really nice so you know as you're talking through something your voice will clearly change right if you're starting out really angry right you'll hear that in your voice as you're talking to yourself and saying something And as you release that emotion, the words just become words. There's no energy behind the words anymore. So you know from that point of view that something's changing. But also the body will give feedback. A lot of people will yawn. Some people will burp. Often you'll sigh. Sometimes people will get really, really sleepy. And all of those are your body providing feedback that it is releasing energy that has been stuck inside for a long time. So those are in the moment things. But obviously, as time goes by, I started to notice that my mind was becoming quieter. It was becoming more peaceful. Those those, those thoughts
0: that used to come up a lot would no longer come up as much. And how long did it take from when you started doing the tapping to when you realized that, you know, I do not have an eight out of 10 stress anymore. I'm more down at a three or four, a normal daily level.
1: Well, it's obviously depends on each individual thing that you're working on, right? If I brought my mother's death back to mind, then even after that first session, it had diminished somewhat, right? But each individual memory might have its own stress level. But in a general way, I found myself becoming more peaceful, over a period of weeks or months i don't remember it's the exact time frame now but i do remember noticing it and realizing i wanted more so what i did is i wrote down every emotional memory i could think of from my childhood and from my earlier years so that was a lot it was multiple sheets of paper and i tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night on one thing one memory or one belief and over that period of months i did find my mind becoming quiet. I actually remember opening my kitchen door one set sa- one day and saying to myself, "Feels like I'm living in a different reality," because my mind, which had been so busy and so negative and so judgmental, it wasn't anymore. It was quiet, and I didn't even know that was possible because I'd only lived with with that noisy mind. I didn't I didn't know what it felt like to live in a with a quiet mind.
0: So it just felt so different. Well, and. That's cool. That's very cool. How did you, how did you take that? Or not how did you? How did, how does it work for you said you tap for an hour on each memory? In in what way did you recite your thoughts about it or just talk about the memory in different ways? How does it actually play out? That's a
1: good question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if we're talking through something that happened, like an experience, um, one of the things I tapped through, I guess, was me experiencing the Loma Prieta earthquake, right? That was a, a period in time of from when that started to when it finished. So I would tap through the whole experience of what happened and any emotions that came up along that story, like oh my God, I, I'd only just moved out to the States the year before the Loma Prieta earthquake. And I had no idea if it was a big earthquake or a little earthquake. And I had no idea there were aftershocks. That freaked me out. <laughs> it's like, I thought there was it was a one-time thing and then it was done. So, um, you know, that was really scary to experience an aftershock. So then I would tap on that fear of what came up when I experienced an aftershock. And then I go back to the beginning of the story. Right, you get to the end of the story, go back to the beginning of the story, tell it again. And because now, are you talking out loud and um, it's, it's more powerful to talk out loud. It doesn't have to be, you can just be talking in your mind. Okay. Okay. So then, as I said, the subconscious mind opens up. So the next time you tell the story, you might actually find different parts of the memory that had been suppressed before. And then you would tap through those, the emotions of those and continue until the end of the story. And then you come back to the beginning again. So you're telling the story over and over and over again until it just sounds like you're reading from a book. There's no emotion left in it at all. And at that point, you know that you have let
0: go of the energy around that event. Okay. Very interesting. Now, how does somebody that is feeling the feeling tension or stress or all that, but doesn't know that they have any trauma how do they go about figuring it out because i know a lot of people myself included that don't really have straight up traumatic experiences from childhood but i've had i know i've had traumas of different types throughout the years but if i were to try to define what what would cause all the tension in my back or my neck other than the, the literal physical change from, from uh, multiple instantaneous G shocks um, when teaching students, how do you, how do you take the leftover tension that keeps coming back and define where it's coming from? Okay.
1: That's a great question. And there's lots of different aspects to that. So if you're just feeling stress or tension in the moment, that's what you would tap on, right? So it might be physical. It might be physical tension that you're feeling, in which case that's what you tap on, right? I can, these are the words I'm tapping as I'm saying this, and I would use the words, I can feel this tension in my neck. Right. I can feel this tension in my neck and it's really painful. So I would describe it as much as I could, And I would focus on it, right? The words allow us to focus on it. And once we fully accept it, right, we're fully accepting that we feel this tension in our neck. That's when there's a slight shift that happens. It likes to be accepted. And when it's accepted, it releases. Now to get more into depth in that you can ask yourself, when do I first remember feeling this tension in my neck, right? it's probably a memory will come up. Now that memory might not come up up until you've done enough tapping on accepting the tension. As we said, it's opening the subconscious mind. So you'll ask yourself, when's the first time I remember feeling this tension in my neck? And hopefully a memory will pop up of a time that happened. You might not think it's related, but you'll tap on that memory because if it came up in your mind as you were asking that question, it's stored down that neural pathway somewhere that's connected to the tension in the neck. So whether you think it's connected or not, you tap about it, about that memory and any emotions that happened around that time. And that will release a different aspect of it, but still connected to that tension. So from that way, you can actually go all the way back in time through your childhood by asking yourself what that reminds you of when you first felt that. But if we're talking about your back from your experience, when you were saying about those instantaneous moments of six Gs or whatever it was, as you were saying that, there was tension in your voice, right? You clearly have emotions around those memories. So if I was you, I would write each one down, each memory down and go through them one at a time and what you experience as a story, Right. Like I was saying, and then you go back through the story again and again and again until the emotion has gone from it.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Good. It's it's kind of like journaling verbally or mentally while tapping. Yes.
1: Yes. And the key is to do it again and again. Right. I think a lot of times people with EFT, maybe they'll do it one time. And, and that will be it. But no, you want to do it again and again and again. And even with the feeling, right? Okay, that was really scary. You would tap on, that was really scary. That was really scary. You'd go through that over and over again until that was really scary. It's just words, right? The emotion is not there underneath those words anymore. And that's when you know the energy has shifted.
0: Okay. So once the emotion is gone you know, the energy is shifted.
1: Right. And then you can move on to the next one.
0: I take notes so that I can one cover everything in the show notes, but also so that as we talk, I'm not having to think back and now, what was she saying? (laughs) So no, once the emotion is gone, I like that, that you know that you're ready to move on to the next thought, right. next and plus, uh, memory. You,
1: know, you, you think you, you said you have some traumas from childhood. I couldn't remember a lot of my childhood when I started this work. That was one of the things I, I would say is like, no, I don't remember much of my childhood. Even though I'd lived in all these different countries, I didn't have a lot of memories. And that was because I'd suppressed them all. So I had to work through when I worked through all the memories that I did have, then other memories surfaced so that I could then work on those.
0: Interesting, because for years I have said, you know, that I don't really remember much from before I was eight. Yeah, I remember a, a few instances, but everything before that seems to just be kind of blurry. And I don't know that I ever had any trauma other than, you know, growing up with five boys, <laughs> we probably traumatized each other.
1: <laughs> right. And, and, you know, you don't even have to call it trauma. That's why I call it emotional memories. Right. And so, I mean, I suspect your brothers might have called you names or you might have had some, some Fisty Fights or something, I don't know. But whatever memories you do have, you could tap on those and see if anything else came up.
0: That'll be an interesting adventure, an (laughs) interesting experiment. That's the word I'm looking for. Interesting experiment to try out. So now with your story, you, you got through learning this and you started practicing it. Now, one, how did you have misaligned eye sockets? And two, how did you end up fixing that with just your mind? This is this I want to know.
1: Okay. So we just we covered EFT, and that was really the first step in, in my okay. journey because I realized it was opening up the subconscious mind. And as that happens, our awareness expands. So to begin with, I wasn't even aware of how I felt. You know, someone asked me during the day, How are you feeling? And I would always say, I'm fine because I didn't want to admit to myself or I didn't really know how I felt. But as I started using EFT and more and more during the day when I noticed I was emotional, my awareness of how I felt expanded. And then underneath the emotions are a set of physical sensations, right? So we'll use a word like I'm I'm afraid, but what we're really describing is how we're holding tension in our body. Right. Because if we see someone who's angry, we know they're angry without them even saying anything a lot of the times because we can see they're holding their body in a certain stance. Oh, yeah. Right. So I at some point became aware of those physical sensations. So I could feel when I was afraid or thinking a thought that had fear, I could feel that fear inside my stomach or my solar plexus. So at that point, I didn't feel like I needed to tap anymore. I could have tapped. I could have tapped using the words, I, I feel this fear in my solar plexus or my stomach. But I was actually in a group at the time. And the, and the guy in the group, the kind of guru guy, every week he would say, you don't have to meditate. It's all about feeling your feelings. And I still don't know why I never asked him what he meant by that, but I never did. <laughs> but as the weeks went by, that's actually when I started my tapping journey. So as the weeks went by, I actually became aware of my feelings. So one day I thought, OK, I'm going to try and feel my feelings. How do I even do that? It sounds like it should be so simple, right? But I had suppressed my feelings for 50 years. So it's like, how do I do this? So what I, I was doing it while I was doing the dishes at the kitchen sink. So I'd find myself thinking a thought that had some emotion behind it, like a fearful thought. Okay. So then I, I can feel that. I can feel that fear in my solar plexus. So how do I feel it? But I need to focus on it and just feel it. And what I realized is that if I moved at all, or even if I took a breath, I lost my focus on it. I couldn't feel it. So I would stop and hold myself like a statue I wouldn't even take any more breath. I would stop in my breath when I could feel that fear. And then I would just talk to it. (laughs) Okay, I can feel you fear. I can feel you sitting in my solar plexus. I just want to feel you. I just want to accept you. I want you to be felt. And at some point I would have to take a deep breath and there would be a shift. That fear would diminish slightly in that moment. And then I would think the thought again, and feel it again and it would shift a little bit more so I would do it over and over again with the same thought so like we were doing with EFT with the words and the tapping now I'm doing it at a deeper level of awareness and just feeling that fear and it would shift it would dissipate and at some point it would be all gone and that thought then is free
0: from the emotion awesome
1: so I started doing this every day instead of tapping. And at night, instead of tapping on my childhood, because I've done that, I went back and worked on more collective traumas. So, like 9-11, right? I would we all have our own individual emotions around an event like that. So I would just bring the memory to mind and feel all those sensations in my body and just allow them to be felt. And they would shift. And I'd do it again and again and again until they were all gone. And this whole time, you know, life is getting better, right? Because I'm releasing this burden that I've been carrying for all these years. So right. things are improving. And then at some point, so that was like step two. And then at some point during that process, I realized I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released which was the first part where like, I've never heard of this before. This is really weird. I don't even know what's happening. So the only way I can kind of explain it is imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache. You can pinpoint with your mind or with your feeling, you can feel where that pain is coming from. But once the pain has released or the ache has gone, you can't really find it again. You can't find that place inside your body where it was. I found I could. And so I started to play with it. Well, I've done it once. Can I do it again? And I found that I could. And then, well, what can I do? So I found I could move my awareness around the inside and I could find tension. So I would find a place that had tension. I would focus on it, allow it to be felt, and it would dissipate. So I'd do that over and over again. So now I'm doing it at an even deeper level of awareness, what I was doing before with the feeling, the feelings, and before with EFT, And so I would just keep doing that over and over again, find a place with tension and release it. Now it took many, many months and I don't remember how many, but it might've been close to a year before I could actually put my awareness inside my head. And that was eye-opening for me because I had so much pain in my left cheek here and the forces that I could feel pulling my bones out of alignment were just incredible and I had lived for fifty years with all this pain and tension inside of myself because it wasn't new. I had just become aware of it. So now I realized how much we all store inside of us. We have no idea that it's there, but it is. I, I don't think I'm the only one.
0: <laughs> no, so. because i've I've uh, I've actually heard many times um, about this that we store these feelings and tensions inside of us. And actually a lot of cancers and other autoimmune diseases are caused by our unreleased feelings of, or unreleased feelings, unreleased tensions, stress that we actually hold it inside so much that it causes physical changes in our body and causes immune diseases, cancer, all sorts of things.
1: Right. I think pretty much, in my opinion, pretty much every disease is called by, is caused by this tension that we hold inside of ourselves. So, I mean, I can sense it now, right? I can sense light and darkness on the inside. So I know that the tension is the darkness and as we let it go, it's already light underneath. It's already there. So all we have to do is find this tension or this dis-ease and let it go. And yeah.
0: Now, does it take a, a lot of time to learn this? I know you said it took you months. For somebody just starting out, do you recommend starting with the tapping, starting with the EFT or starting with feeling your feelings? Um, Or does it depend on, on each person?
1: Absolutely. It depends on each person. I could not have done this inside work without doing that earlier work. I couldn't have done, I couldn't even have done the feeling, the feelings unless I had done the tapping because I had so much resistance, so many barriers around me that I couldn't, I wasn't aware of how I felt. Now there are some people, right, empaths, specifically but there are some people who are aware of those physical sensations underneath the emotions and those people could start at that place
0: and that's why i ask because i know when i was going to physical therapy my my physical therapist would would talk about how the fact that i would i would be explaining to her exactly what is going on where it's stemming from and everything inside because i could feel that this this and this are actually the actual cause of what's going on yeah it may hurt over here but it stems from over here and just because i had spent so much time focusing on it
1: okay so you have that depth of awareness so yes i mean you could you could start working with that but I would also recommend doing the tapping because the, I'm taps, gonna try. Like, the emotions, the, the memories, the events that happened, you can access through the tapping. Right, right, which is slightly different from accessing the physical sensations themselves. So I would think the most powerful would be to do all of it because you you're accessing it through different methods i do believe it's all accessing the connective tissue that that's where i i'm looking through and it, it wasn't until i started working inside my head i, I you know, i had this technique at this point where i could just feel it hold my attention on it and it would release but at this point my you know when i'm in my head i'm actually so close to my ears which has, just sounds such a weird thing to say but clearly i'm closer to my ears but I got to the point where I really leased enough tension that I actually heard and felt something releasing. It sounded like old fabric ripping. And that's when I did research and realized, okay, that's a connection in the it's an adhesion in the connective tissue that is releasing. And it was kind of scary to experience the first time because I thought maybe I'm doing something wrong. But I realized I can't be doing something wrong because I'm just releasing tension on the inside. So I just kept doing that over and over again. But it made me realize that I am actually looking or sensing through the connective tissue. And I believe that is where we're holding this tension. I actually believe that is where the soul resides as well. Yeah. So I just kept doing this over and over again. And each time you do it, it's a release of dis-ease on the inside. So eventually it actually felt my skull bones relax. I now know it's a more aligned position, but at the time it just felt like a deep relaxation, and the bones would just just relax on the inside. It all feels really good with this whole process. Feels really good, um, but I did have those X-rays taken last year compared to 2013, and can actually see that the eye socket bones have aligned more. My jaw, which was way off to the side, is now more centered, and my neck is way straighter than it used to be. It's not fully straight yet, but and um, have grown half an inch as a fifty-five-year-old because I have actually straightened up. So this
0: worked yeah, really. I wanted to bring me... that up that you had actually grown half an inch over <laughs> over the time of doing this, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, we tend to shrink, right? We tend to shrink yeah. as we get older because we're actually tightening down the connective tissue. This work is releasing the connective tissue. So I think it's almost reversing that aging process.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations on that. That, that, <laughs> is a, that, is a, that is a wonderful feat. I mean, to be able to release tension is something that I think everybody wants to learn how to do because a lot of people how do they release tension? Well, either through alcohol or sex or exercise. And while those are good, they're temporary.
1: Right. They're not actually changing our physical structure, right? So this whole process at each step, as I said, it's been acceptance. So acceptance of the emotions, acceptance of the physical sensations, then acceptance of the tension So we're not actually, we're not pushing it out. So like if we're feeling angry around something, right, we're accepting that we feel angry, we're actually feeling that anger inside of our body, but we're not being angry with someone else. We're just feeling it inside of us and we're letting that stuck energy go. I think those emotions, I think of them as just stuck energy. And if we can find a way to let them go, the energy will actually release out of our body. And then it's no longer there. And I'd much rather have hatred gone outside of me than be stuck inside of me.
0: That goes along so well with things that I have been teaching for years, but especially in, in my podcast is that in order to move on in life towards the future that we want to design, we have we can't change our past but our past brings a lot of emotion with it, right? But we have to learn to accept it, accept who we are, what happened to us. Once we can accept our past, the things that have happened to us, we can move on. And so now with you teaching a a method, not only of accepting the events, but accepting, and who we've become, but accepting the emotions behind the events allows them to dissipate and right. they're no longer resolve. affecting
1: us if, right, if they're they living inside of us. us they're living inside of us with all that energy and that emotion they're still affecting us to this day but if you can look at your past and release the emotions then they're just stories right they're not affecting us they're not affecting us in the present and therefore they're not affecting us in the future and and that's how we can change our future i believe
0: That's that's awesome. I was just listening to I'm in a networking group and uh, yesterday, one of the calls that that we had, he was telling us about that we all need to own our crap. You know, we have to own it. We so many of us tried to hide whatever negative thing in our past has, has has happened to us. We try to hide it and in doing so we store up that emotion we store up those feelings we store up the tension because oh my gosh what if somebody finds out what if somebody finds out that i was bankrupt and this sort of thing and or what if somebody finds out that my wife and i used to fight and we almost got divorced or what if my, my and so on and so on and so on all these different things and that when you just own your sh- own your crap then you can release the energy of it and so that it's not causing you the distress, the barriers, the, the tension, all the emotional baggage that comes with it when you can release it, accept it. Then it's just a story. It's just something that happened that you can then use to, to help you grow. Right. But it also doesn't mean that you have
1: to share ever to share the story. It just means that you're not hiding it anymore and that you could share it. Right. If if you could share it and there was no emotional behind it, then, you know, it's not affecting you. But you don't have to
0: share it. You're just not holding it in. Accept it so that you can move on. I think I think where we fail most often is we don't accept it. We just hide it. And then we try to move on and then we find ourselves getting stuck with limiting beliefs, emotional barriers, um, imposter syndrome, all those things that happen because we haven't really let go of of the issues that have brought us to where we are at this point, full of tension, full of stress, full of emotion or feeling dead because we can't feel emotions because we've buried them all.
1: Right. Right. So that's part of, you know, one of the key points is that, that we're not aware. We're not aware of what it is that we're not
0: seeing. Right. A very interesting point um, to that uh, or a good example of, of releasing some of those emotions. My wife, you know, and she'll, she'll be fine that I'm talking about this. She was on medication for 20 years for depression, anxiety, etc., And, because we got on some healthy supplements, healthy vitamins and supplements, she was able to get off of all of her medications, and has been off them for over a year. These are the the Q Science supplements that that I actually I sell, but these vitamins and supplements, because she w- was able to get off of the medications that were that were suppressing emotion. That's what they do. They suppress the emotions. Suddenly she's finding herself crying over silly things and emotional over silly things. She's like, I should not be crying right now. It's like, honey, you've, you've released 20 years worth of pent up emotions. It's normal that you're not overly emotional or anything that you're going through a normal, reaction to whatever situation it is you're just for the first time in 20 years being able to fully feel it and and it's healthy to to release those emotions and to not try to suppress them and she's like okay i know but okay
1: (laughs) i have a friend who actually taps with me who has done a similar thing she's she's come off that medication and is experiencing all those different emotions And one of the things that I say with EFT, with tapping, well, with this whole journey really, is that all those tears that we have held in throughout our lifetime are still inside and they will come out if we give them a way to let them out. So, you know, if we're tapping on something that brings up tears, and I know this doesn't sound particularly nice, but the words we would use would be words that would keep the tears flowing. So whatever it is that we're believing that makes us cry and just keep saying it over and over again until the tears have dried up because they will, they will always end. So, yeah, I think it's good to get those tears out.
0: You know, I love this because I've found it so important to be able to, to feel the emotions when you feel the excitement, live in the moment, feel it. As opposed to trying to bury it or not feel it because I'm in a public place, or you know, because that brings a whole nother set of tension.
1: Right. That that's, we, how, that that's, we that's that's how what we're programmed. That's how we're programmed.
0: Yeah. But when we can, when we can do this, thank you so much for sharing your story. That's amazing.
1: Thank you.
0: Yes. Now, do you have a, a website or anything that you use to or a you said you have a book. How can somebody get a hold of your book or get a hold of you to learn what you're doing?
1: Okay. I and have, what you teach. My book is called A Pathway to Insight because I believe it's the, this is the original meaning of the word insight, being able to actually see it inside. So that's available on Amazon and you can ask your local bookstore to order it. I also have a website and hints.com and you can see the x-rays there to see how powerful this work is. I also have a YouTube channel that has a demonstration of EFT and a demonstration of feeling your feelings and some other things there. And I'm actually um I'm gonna do my first live stream tonight um so people can tap about um about the school shooting. I want to allow people release some of those emotions that everyone has about the, the school shooting. So I know this will be published after that um, live stream, but you can always go there and and you can tap through it yourself.
0: And I have a public Facebook page. I think that's it. Awesome. All these notes will be in the show notes down below um, so that... If somebody wants to order the book, get on your website, go to your YouTube, they'll be able to just click on the link directly and be taken there. Um, Because when I I interview someone, I want to be able to share what they have with anybody that's interested. I'm not just asking them, hey, be on my stuff. Ignore them. No, (laughs) we're helping each other out. So thank you. I really appreciate appreciate you being on the show. This is very interesting. And I will let you know how my own tapping experience goes when, when I go through it. Perfect. Probably this weekend. Okay. I'll, I'll wait till the weekend and when I've got some time to, uh, to be able to just sit and focus for an hour or two.
1: Okay, sounds good. Yeah, you can learn EFT in like 5-10 minutes. It's really easy.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for being on the show. And again, if anybody wants to go to anhints.com, that's annhinc e.com, uh you can get on there and see her videos, her x-rays, etc. And as always, you can reach me at mentoring.com or on the Calendly link below if you want a uh, free initial consult. Todd Talks are here to help you design the life that you desire. That is the whole purpose. And Todd Talks are available on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Share with friends. Get it out there so that all the different methods And tips and tricks and ideas that we give you to design the life that you desire, you can share with those around you. And as I always say, have a blessed day.